0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to this podcast through a trauma-informed lens, soma, psyche, and soul. My name is Aneta Itchak, and I'm your host here. This podcast is for you if you're a heart-centered practitioner who works or wants to work with clients in a more trauma-informed and somatic way. You might be a coach, a yoga teacher or therapist, a healer, holistic wellness practitioner, or a body worker. I welcome you here. In this podcast, we are going to explore how we can connect with and support others from a more compassionate and embodied space, and in a way that includes the wholeness of our and our clients' felt experience, in a way that includes our soma, psyche and soul. I will be sharing with you somatic practices and tools that I teach in our Trauma-Informed Somatic Teacher and Coach Training Certifications. And I will be speaking with other practitioners who, like me, are on a mission to create safer spaces and make a real positive impact within their communities and the world. I hope you will join me in this conversation and welcome again. (music) Today I wanted to introduce myself and tell you a little bit about the journey that I've been on and the inspiration behind Golden Mandala Yoga Soma Institute and the training certifications that I run and the coaching programs that I run. So you might be aware that I am, um, that I run Golden Mandala Yoga Summer Institute, that I started the institute originally, it was called a Golden Mandala Yoga School, and then it, I changed the name to Golden Mandala Yoga Summer Institute. Um, it's been running for close to four years now, three and a half years, and um, I set it up just before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit, which further um, motivated me <laughs> out of necessity to, to actually you know, start, really go serious around delivering training certifications. And I started with trauma-informed yoga and embodied resilience teacher trainings and um, done 11 cohorts so far, which has been absolutely amazing um and i set up other programs as well and i tell you about this in a moment but i wanted to tell you a little bit about my journey and the approach that i take um, when i work with clients when i um, deliver training certifications or a, a group coaching program so I moved to London when I was 18 and I was very introverted, quite anxious. I moved to London, I didn't know anybody. My mom paid for uh, a friend of mine who was a year older, family friend who was a year older to come with me for three days and help me find accommodation. And then she left and there I was 18 years old alone in london not knowing anybody and i went to a school of english language i've already been studying um english language for about six years in poland uh, it was quite hard and you can imagine being 18 years old on your own in london 30 over 30 years ago um you know i lived in Lambeth, <laughs> south of london out of all places you know there was a a lot of um, challenges around really being in a very different culture, different language, different understanding. Uh, you know, Lambeth was very, very multicultural. Um, it was it was quite a um, full on experience, very rich full on experience. And after a couple of years, I was lucky enough. I came across Buddhist Center in Bethnal Green in east london and i started learning yoga and i started also the same time i learned mindfulness and metta bhavana loving kindness Uh, because the buddhist center there was a buddhist center and they ran your mindfulness courses um, and other buddhist courses and then they also had bodywise which is a yoga and wellness center Uh, run by the same Buddhist community. And I was very lucky that I came across it. I learned mindfulness and I started learning yoga. And those two practices have been part of me for the last 30 years. Uh, I have got a very strong practice, daily practice. And I, you know, yoga and mindfulness has always been the two practices that I always come back to, no matter what, what other things I am learning or practicing. And during, you know, over the first few years I was working, I was learning English, I also decided then to, after a few years to, uh, I studied counselling, I did existential um, introduction to existentialist counselling for half a year and then I did a whole year of uh, person-centred individual and group counselling and I learned so much, so, so much. And then I decided to go and do some more training around NLP. I, be, I trained in NLP and Master NLP, and I did um, quite a lot of coaching courses. Um, you know, so right from the beginning, I was always really interested in, in learning. I was always fascinated by learning. And throughout the last throughout those the last 30 years I've really done so many different trainings that I and this this knowledge and the understanding I bring into the training certifications and the uh, group coaching program that I run and and then I was looking for work I didn't want to continue you know working in restaurants and I when I was doing the NLP training, I met somebody who was actually a manager at the Dual Diagnosis Community Service, so Drug Drugs and Mental Health Service um, in North London, and I decided to become a volunteer there. I volunteered full time for I think about four to six weeks, and I loved it. And then I, you know, they signed me up to become a project worker, and I worked there I think for about a year and a half. Um, Right from the beginning, it was amazing place right from the beginning, I uh, was trained how to deliver groups and group program, um, you know, psychoeducation, stress and anxiety management, um, self care, um, loads and loads and loads of support groups. Uh, We had the full program and I was trained in that. And that was really amazing. One of the really beautiful things about working in social care is that you get trained in so many different things. And then on a daily basis, you work with a lot of clients. So it's not like you're going and you're just training in something and then you're not implementing it. You're not learning. You're not practicing. You do both at the same time. And that's really, really interesting. And I love delivering groups right from the beginning, because I love that group dynamic, and the the, um, co-regulation and the joint learning, um, really exchange of um, learning and learning from each other and the impact that it has um, on on individuals. And After being there for about a year and a half, I actually applied for another job in the central of London for a very unique, very, very unique project that sadly no longer exists called City Roads Crisis Intervention Centre. It was a very unique project because it was the only project of this kind in the whole of UK where clients from the whole of London, from all different boroughs, were able to self-refer if they were in crisis to come for a uh, for quite a strong uh, detoxification uh, with us. They would stay with us for three weeks and um, in that time go through detox, sort out their health. And then we would work with care managers to send them on to um, go maybe to further therapeutic residential rehabilitation centers, longer term. Um, A lot of our clients came in, left, came in, left, and they were allowed to do that, which again was quite unique, Uh, built really strong relationships with with the clients. And I was working there, again, as a group and activities coordinator. I um, did a lot of stuff with our clients. I absolutely loved it. I I created a group program, uh, reviewed the existing one, changed it. and worked with many, many clients. I mean, the the service was very unique because uh, we had about. Um, thousand clients coming every single year and i was there for six years (laughs) so seen a lot of clients connected with a lot of clients worked with a lot of clients and when i was working at city city roads i also trained as a mindfulness yoga and meditation teacher so that was about 13 years ago i was working full-time in there it was really full on work. You never knew what you were coming into on the day. There might have been some drugs in the house, might have been a complete lockdown and the searching of everything and dealing with the outcome and the rage in the client group. It was very, very full on. But at the same time, it was really amazing to develop skills of supporting other people uh, when they are distressed or when they're struggling or when they're craving or when they're having, um, you know, psychosis or mental health issues. Or all of this was so raw in there. Um, And I, I absolutely loved working there. But it was very, very full on. And as I said, I trained as mindfulness yoga and meditation teacher Uh, when I was working there over 13 years ago, and that was really great as well. I had a privilege of um, training with a teacher who was also a clinical psychologist, who was working funnily enough at the time at the Priory, same client group, but, or or rather I would say um, similar challenges. Um, dual diagnosis, you know, substance misuse, mental health. Um, But he was working with... Um, clients who did have money (laughs) who could pay for their treatment and I was working with clients who were uh, supported by the local councils and funded by local councils so it was really interesting to actually learn mindfulness yoga and meditation from somebody who understood the kind of challenges that I was going through at work and who also could support me around that and who understood that I wanted to bring this work. I wanted to merge the two paths of my life and my work um, because it felt like there was such a split. There was biopsychosocial approach of working in social care with my clients, but the body was not included in that. And I wanted more of this understanding of how to work in a more holistic way um, to bring more mindfulness, to bring more body focused stuff into work with my clients. You know? And part of it was to um, arrange activities for the clients that they would get the chance to Um, work with them so um, having somebody from the North London Buddhist Centre coming in and teaching uh, loving kindness for self meditation that I've been practicing since then Um, having somebody um, who well Emma Emma, uh, who is a five rhythms teacher coming in and doing five rhythms uh, dance for for our clients and you know i'm still in contact with emma i'm reconnected with her (laughs) recently and she is doing some uh, sessions for our trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women training certification so it's really exciting you know i've known emma for over 20 years we met 20 years ago at city roads and When I, you know, I stayed at City Roads for about six years. Interestingly, I met my partner there. We've been together for 20 years now. (laughs) He's still working in social care in a a long-term therapeutic residential center for uh, people recovering from drug and alcohol uh, misuse. And then we moved down to Kent and my work shifted more towards family work and this is this is a big shift and I wanted that shift because I understood that working just with individuals is one thing but actually and taking them out of their life is one thing but actually you know, what we need to do is to look at the whole systems and the family work was absolutely amazing in this way, because you work with the whole system, you impact the whole system in the natural environment where that family lives. So the impact is much greater, the healing is much greater in that sense. And so I was um, doing quite a lot of outreach for a few years, then I was part of the Group setting up the projects across Kent and the troubled families agenda, which was a government agenda and funding. Um, I trained, managed, uh, supervised teams um, and really holding space for the frontline workers to, to do their work in a very safe way. And that was very, very rewarding, a very rewarding post. And the same time as we Um, as we moved to Kent, I met somebody who was just setting up a yoga studio locally in the place where I live. And we got friendly and I started teaching uh, yoga, mindfulness yoga and meditation in that studio, which was really amazing. So can you see there is this kind of split, trying to merge those two paths uh, and really kind of struggling Um, initially to do that and in my own practice I was more and more drawn into um, this more holistic way of working. Uh, I've done some more trainings along the way, lots of training around you know um, working in social care but also a lot of training on my own outside of my working hours, really learning more about working with people and I decided at some point that I wanted to go fully self-employed and I did that plan almost eight years ago. Um, I decided um, that I really wanted to focus more on running yoga and wellness studio and also coaching my clients and working in clients it's a, in a much more holistic way. Uh, and, not, and shifting from more of this crisis intervention work into much more um, long-term work and really impacting um, the community, impacting families in that way, not when they are at the crisis point, but to actually at a different point where um, people, women and people are much more settled um, and it can impact their old families in a in a different way, and so I left almost eight years ago uh, my social care job, and I continued uh, running the studio and um, doing lots of workshops, doing you know lots of different classes, working more and more with one to one clients, doing coaching, holistic coaching, um, what I called at the time embodied wisdom coaching, um, and bringing much more of this um, integration of um, what I learned through all of those years of working in social care and also what I learned from many different coachings and my own uh, practice and so one of the things that is really important uh, for me is that i always teach what i practice myself that i don't teach things that are that i know through uh just the courses or through academia or through um you know that i haven't experienced myself uh for example one of those things is you know, I did a lot of embodiment courses, I did a lot of coaching courses, I have five years ago, I came across uh, focusing, so i read a couple of books about focusing, Um, I, I call it embodied listening, and then five years ago, I decided to do a training around it, Uh, to really do a one-year comprehensive training and then train as a focusing practitioner. And I had the privilege of working with Fiona Parr, who is like long-term practitioner and a trainer. Um, So focusing, if you don't know focusing, I call it embodied listening, is the practice that um, came from 1950s from Eugene Gendlin and... um, uh, Wanted to understand why some people were successful, successful in their uh, counseling or in their therapy. Um, successful meaning um, able to make significant positive changes in the way that they think, feel, and make decisions and interact in life. And th- what they realized really quickly so they recorded some of the sessions quite a lot of sessions and what they realized was that they were able to predict within the first two sessions whether somebody would make those positive significant changes and it had nothing to do with the therapist it had everything to do in a way that clients were able to connect with their inner experience and what they were doing is they didn't stay on the mind level Telling the stories and how they felt, but they they would pause throughout telling the story and checking in within their body. So they might be saying things like, uh, and you know, he said this, and we had this exchange, and I felt really bad. And then they would pause and say, Oh, let me check. Bad by bed, I mean I actually felt this clenching in my gut and i felt this rage coming up or i felt this sadness um, enveloping me and it's like really deep within me within my chest so they were able to connect with the body felt experience of what they were of what they were going through or what they were talking about the story It wasn't just on the mind level, it was real embodied experience. So focusing, really when I started learning, focusing um, five years ago, it really gave me this depth going beyond mindfulness, going beyond in uh, mindfulness and awareness into this embodied experience and working with felt senses, working with parts and, In those five years, I also did, as I said, a lot of embodiment courses and coaching. I also, um, I have a focusing partner who I've been, who did the training with me all the way through. And, you know, we've been um, meeting sometimes, we went for a period of meeting twice a week during the pandemic because we both needed it. We both needed somebody to hold a safe space for us to really Noti- uh, connect with what's happening within us and shift into the sense of safety. Uh, I've worked with IFS therapists, so internal family systems therapists and other somatic practitioners. I've worked with IFS therapists. I think for a year and a half. I so the things you know, I have got very strong personal practice. <laughs> it's it's my way of connecting with myself it's my way of taking care of myself it's my way of really understanding what's going on for me Um, I am still training you know since the beginning of the year I've been uh, training in more trauma-informed somatic and positive psych as a uh, trauma-informed somatic and positive psychology coach so I am on an ongoing journey of really learning more, of understanding more, of really having my own practice. This is not, for me, as I said, this is so important for me that I don't just learn something and then I tell you about this. It's not that I tell you about somatic checking in and I'm not doing it myself. It's not that I tell teach you some you know how to do somatic self-compassion but I'm not doing it for myself. I am doing those practices on a daily basis and this is something that I bring in when I do uh, teacher trainings or um, training certifications right from the beginning for me the understanding is that if you are if you want to learn trauma-informed somatic approach, you have to practice it you cannot just say, I'm just going to do that. And, you know, I double with it. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I'm not. Because of that way of learning, you know, you can learn from books, and you can learn from trainings and stay on the mind level and understand how it all works. And of course, it makes sense. But you can But when you go into practice and you practice, 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 practice on a daily basis, you show up for yourself. You understand all of this. You you know what's required from, from, from you, what challenges come up. Only then, after you've been able to practice it for quite a long time, you can go into this embodied wisdom space where it just becomes you, it becomes part of you. It's like, you know, I know you can learn about different nervous system regulation, nervous system states, and polyvagal theory. Or you can really keep checking in with yourself, and then you will know, you will be able to check in with yourself. And no, it won't take you a long time to understand what's going on for you. It's the same with focusing embodied listening. It's the same with embodiment. It's the same with being trauma-informed and using trauma-informed language, for example. It's the same with the five principles of trauma-informed care or trauma-informed yoga approach you have to practice it. It's the same with yoga, it's the same with mindfulness. You have to practice downwards facing dog or another pose that you practice regularly depending on your body needs and your ability. Again and again and again and again and again to really understand the challenges that come from doing that pose or doing that practice. It's not enough to say I'm practicing mindfulness and you know I've done a little bit, and every so often I'm just being mindful. <laughs> That's very different than actually sitting your butt on your cushion on a daily basis for a longer period of time, months, years, decades, and really being able to be with your experience. The same with for somatic meditation um, that I teach in in um, the coach, somatic teacher and coach training certification. Um, you know, there is so much to it. And it that's the difference from idea into embodiment really shifting it and the interesting thing is that there is no shortcut for it that you have to just show up just practice keep coming back keep doing it again and again and so this is how the golden mandala yoga soma institute was born three and a half years ago Um, I wanted to share all that learning. I knew that there was um, need for that. I knew that, especially with the pandemic coming in, I knew that I realized that what I knew because of my social care work, because of all the training that I've done, um, and the yoga, you know, mindfulness yoga and meditation training as well, I knew that that there was a need for other practitioners to learn what I knew, um, that I could share it, that I could have that positive impact. And for me, ultimately, that's what it's about. It's that positive impact, sharing what I've learned, sharing what I know from my lived experience and from working from, you know, thousands of clients to really, and you know, years and years and years of delivering groups and working one-to-one with clients and families and systems and bringing it all together and so there are three things that i offer on the golden mandala yoga soma institute Uh, one of them is the trauma-informed yoga and embodied resilience teacher training and as i said we've had 11 cohorts absolutely amazing to see Um, yoga teachers coming in and training in that approach and um, for many this is something new for others this is this course allows them to integrate all the other things um, just like you would under under one roof and really taking it into their communities the other training certification that we are running now is trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women and I started running it this April um 2023 we are halfway through with the beta course and the feedback has been absolutely amazing and you know I had a couple of practitioners female practitioners say to me that that's the best training that they've been on it is It comes from a very different perspective. It brings soma psyche and soul approach. I call it the soma psyche soul coaching method. It teaches you trauma informed approach. So a lot about trauma, nervous system regulation, polyvagal theory. Um, It teaches you somatic practices, somatic movement, somatic meditation. And somatic practices for nervous system regulation—three different branches of somatic um, somatic Um, practices—and it also, as I said, gives you qualification as a somatic teacher and somatic trauma-informed somatic coach, um, with a specific focus on working with women. But those practices can be used with men, and can be used with modification with children. Uh, But as women. We have got slightly different physiological uh, needs. We've got slightly different roles that we play within our society and our lives. And I wanted a course to reflect that because I am a woman and I know that as a practitioner, as a professional, as as different roles that I play within my life, I have got slightly different needs and I wanted to address that. And then there is one last program that I'm doing, which is um, thriving business Mandala one year group mentoring and coaching program. And that's for the second type of skills that you need as a wellness practitioner, as a wellness uh, professional. And that is how to build a thriving and sustainable business. That will support you and your family and your clients for years to come, and that's um, another program that comes from the understanding of the nervous system regulation and being a woman, woman and working in cycles. Um, and that's uh, that's in yeah, that's a wonderful program that I've been running um, since last year so. And I also work one-to-one mentoring and coaching other pro- practitioners because I understand that some of us do prefer this one-to-one attention. Um, it offers more intimacy, it offers more safety for some of us. And so this is this is the journey that I've been on, and it's been absolutely amazing and fascinating and challenging. <laughs> very, very difficult. I know of one thing for sure that the somatic uh, practices that I learned along the way that I share in the training certifications, uh, the understanding comes from that lived experience. It doesn't come from just training in it. It comes from understanding of how it is on a day-to-day basis to work With clients to work with people in various different settings and understanding of the needs that different different clients have and also understanding the needs that we have as practitioners, our own needs, (laughs) because burnout is so high uh, within. Uh, you know, within yoga community, within wellness community, uh, I hear that again and again and again, that people are burnout, that they've been trying to work in that very masculine way, focusing on business, hustling, pushing. And of course, you need to put lots of work into building a sustainable and thriving business. But ultimately, you know, the hustle you can't sustain that amount of energy unless you're young unless you know and but it is very masculine way of doing business and so for me for example as a woman who's 50 this year it's unsustainable I know that I cannot keep pushing through I know that I cannot work in this way and you know that Understanding and that knowledge is reflected in the training certifications and the Thriving Business Mandala um, coaching program that I deliver. It has to be aligned. If you are, I know that for myself and working with other practitioners, if you want to go the long way, you have to work in a way that is sustainable that is aligned with your strengths, that is aligned with your vision and your values, that is aligned with the kind of impact you want to make within your community, that is aligned with um, cycles, that is aligned with um, what's most important for you, but also with your commitments. Um, You know, if you are Looking after your elderly parents, or if you're looking after children, or if you've got health conditions, chronic health conditions, long term health conditions, or you're going through perimenopause like me or menopause, and that's challenging at times, you have to work in a certain kind of way that is right for you. And the trainings and the coaching programs that I offer, all of those reflect that because. That's part of life for many of us. So I hope that gave you a little bit more of an understanding of how the trainings have been impacted and how I run the trainings and what I offer. Um, There is a lot of support, free support, and there is a lot of support within the communities of the trainings. Um, If you have got any questions, Let me know and I will be very happy to answer them. And I wish you a really, really good day. Take care for now. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you are interested in our training certifications at Golden Mandala Yoga Soma Institute, I invite you to visit our website, www.anettai.co.uk, where you can find all the information about our training certifications, uh, Trauma-Informed Somatic Teacher and Coach for Women and Trauma-Informed Yoga Teacher, as well as Thriving Business Mandala Coaching Programme.